And now a word from our sponsors. Gentech this year will be... No, 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 no. Uh, we is there are, a problem, Matt? Yes, there is a problem. I'm having a big problem with, with whoever this Gentech company is. They keep sending me threatening messages. I've had, like, you know, my email inbox has been spam full of stuff. I don't even know what that parcel full of that green goo is out the front. I am... We're just... No, we're just cutting it. Didn't it's they even okay. mock the fact that your email is not Matt at Oracle Digital <laughs> Yeah, as no, well. exactly. I mean, they've this, really got to They've really you. got so No, we're cancelling it now. So, right, straight in with the episode, please. Thank you. start an episode without saying right left <laughs> so we were just alluding to the fact that matt's never um begun an episode without saying right so now he's saying left that makes no sense <laughs> now he's just shut down no there's no room for him anymore Right. Well, we better. <laughs> I do say the word right a lot. Well, we should we should explain for those who haven't yeah, listened yeah. to all the episodes before. Uh, my name is Matt Davis. I'm the marketing community manager here at Oric Digital. Big fan of the word right, <laughs> and to my right, Matthew Highway Warrior Ooh, Walker. Very nice. Best. If that doesn't stick more so than Galaxy, then oh man, <laughs> that is cooler than Galaxy. No, I've got a spe- there's a special place in my heart for Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> um, how are you then, Matthew Walker? Yeah, I'm good. I'm kind of exhausted. Um, it's, this been been, busy, it's been a busy couple of days. It's been a busy day uh, and a busy busy season. And mm. I'm feeling kind of worn out from all this stuff. I feel like my brain has just been bombarded with a lot of rad intel it, right uh, now. And it, it really has been super rad intel because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, in the last episode we had that we had that i didn't want to cut it short you know in the last episode and if you and just to make a bit of sense to anybody else again you can listen to this episode in isolation well actually this one less so but like this this season is very much focused around car combat and dark future yeah the two the the games which are currently available now on steam so go and buy it go and buy it go and buy it go and buy it go and i buy love it, your wish list voice so, it my... goes down like two kind of uh <laughs> two two octaves or something you that's the sales really level. Low. <laughs> that's, yeah. the, that's where yeah. you get the full size. uh no but the uh first episode was all about car combat the second episode was about dark future the board game the last episode was about dark future the video game and we had that wonderful talk from tom and pete who gave us like so much good like i genuinely yeah, didn't yeah. want to stop the conversation yeah. uh and now we're gonna have our next episode which is going to be full of everybody else who've mm. been talking about stuff but yeah we've been busy we've been well we've been busy talking about dark future and putting when, dark future around and when is it not a busy day in the oroch office very true it's mad times that is very very true so um just to give everyone a quick heads up of what we'll be doing from here uh we will be coming back for season four um but we will be taking a brief hiatus at the end of this <laughs> while we work out what we're going to do. It will probably be some more information about one of our other upcoming games mm. uh, and may even potentially involve some foreign broadcasting. What do you mean by yeah, foreign broadcasting, foreign bro- Matt? Uh, it may mean that the marketing manager here at Auric Digital, a.k.a. me, Are you globetrot- uh, globetrotting, might be globetrotting sorry. Yeah. For one of our games, Ooh. very interesting. So I, I, I'm very excited to tell people more about it when when we do it. So okay. uh, yeah, very very excited about that. So it'd be very very cool. So uh, yeah, so there'll there'll be just a brief 
brief interlude while we get stuff ready for the next one. But um, we still have so much more to talk about in Dark Future. We do. There's so, so much more to get involved with. There so are many, many people to get in on this shall episode. Shall we bring them in now? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, well, we are joined now in the studio by uh, two of our other colleagues that we haven't had on before. So this is the debut here on the podcast. Um, if you'd like to give me your name and your job title, please. Uh, hello, my name's Ellie. I'm a programmer on Dark Future. Uh, hello, my name's Jack, and I'm also a programmer on Dark Future. Well, thank you for joining us both. So am I right in saying this is the first time you guys have been involved in a video game, doing video game programming? Yes, entirely. And and you get guys decided to start on the super complex 1980s video game adaptation of Dark Future. <laughs> <laughs> how has it how has it felt working on, 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 on a project like this? Have you guys heard of Dark Future before you started? Absolutely not. No. So, uh, so what was it like? Oh no, I had I had because I looked up the company before I started, right, and I saw smart, like that's one of the games that they're doing. That uh, looks cool. <laughs> so, what did you think it was when you first saw it? Like, honestly, I thought it was a blend of some form of. Well, I thought it was a lot more board game focused mm-hmm. than it apparently is yep. now. Um, yep. I thought it was a turn based strategy game, right. and that's yep. pretty much entirely gone now. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I mean, I knew it was a Games Workshop game, and I was like, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I didn't really know. So, I mean, like, like you know, we, we obviously drive home. Hey, yeah. hey, it's in there. We've been doing a lot of driving puns today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've been driving home this idea that this is not a driving game. When you're coming in new, so so uh, so you guys both came out of you both did programming at university or did you do so? Ellie, I think you did, didn't you? Yeah, I did so? games programming at university. Right. And Jack, you, oh, I did physics. You did physics, so you you learnt the the powers and skills of programming to do all your complicated mathematical issues. But it's like when when you come into a video game development process and you're doing the programming, how do you how like like do you have to have an, an image in your head of like I'm gonna design cars and it's not a driving game but then you've got to try and take that and wrap it on its head like how do you how do you how do you work within them um well i mean this so we both came to the project uh, mm. about six months ago yeah a bit more for you um yep. and so the the project been going in for a long time and yep. that so the the cars are there in yep. the game and they're driving around mostly behaving themselves mm. uh and like you know when we first started it would be like ah oh, this this thing's going wrong with this car in this circumstance yep. like look at that sort yep. it out yep. um and then you just like dive into the mechanics and get your hands dirty and have a look at what's going on yeah. and then work it out. Yeah. Um, so we both learned a lot about the project from starting from that point. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it was definitely more adding additional features and tweaking bugs and things like that compared to building something from the base up. Yeah. We both came in at a yeah. fairly late stage. Yeah. So, uh, Talk me through an average day on dark future. What, what is it? What are the sort of things? So, you know, like what, 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 what would your, very atypical day look like i mean we'd come in in the morning we'll have a chat um in our dailies about what tasks are coming up Mm -hmm. what we think is the most important Mm -hmm. to the gameplay experience and so how do you determine that how is that determined uh so as as a group like partly by like you know the impact has on the player but also on like the impact has on the rest of the team Pete's draconian rule stepping in being like these are the (laughs) things that we need to achieve these are the good things but i mean do you guys have a say in that then do you guys then get to turn around and then say so because obviously you have to play the game a lot because you have to program it and then you have to see if it works and then you have to go see it so so 
do you get a sense of like this is the fun part of it like do you, do you really feel like you have that voice there to be able to say no we need to include this we need to do whatever i think there's definitely a voice there like we're, mm. we're entirely able to input whether it ends up taking an impact or not is ultimately up to the producer yeah. because they have all the time management stuff but yeah we get quite a lot of creative input in my opinion um yeah i think so and like we definitely listen to like yeah. you know pete's never like oh well why would you say that it's like, <laughs> you lowly programmer <laughs> get back to doing something meaningful so, <laughs> so, yeah, see, exactly. so and yeah, this yeah. is what would happen right if you didn't have other people like me around here in the office being able to stop pete doing that no i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> um so tell me your favorite part about working on this project so far what what's been what's been one of the standout things for you so far because I'll, I'll tell you my one of my favorite things that I discovered very early when I was looking into the stuff for Dark Future was the uh, and I know I know it's caused both of you probably a lot of grief, but <laughs> when I discovered the Robo Truck and the 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 other version of it, heavy wink to you should play the game and find <laughs> out if there is another version of it in the game. But basically, it's a giant truck with uh, a huge amount of weaponry Guns. on the back of it, and yeah. it's just super badass. So that for me was like the standout bit. So. If I was pro, now you probably both hate it because you probably had to make sure it works in a whole multitude of ways. I'm but... sure Jack's had a lot of experience with the robot trucks. Yeah, pretty intimately familiar uh, <laughs> with how they can go wrong. Um, well, one of my favorite things about the robot trucks is that they have this uh, like connecting join at the top. Yeah, and like there was, there's a reason that trucks in real life have like the connector at the bottom mm. near the wheels near the ground. It's because it behaves normally and you can like drive and turn corners without falling over. Yeah. yeah. But it looks really cool <laughs> with a connector at the top. And that just causes loads of problems. So this comes back into that point about when you get a say in a voice, <laughs> you're suddenly like, it'd be so much easier to do this, but it looks so much more badass on the top. <laughs> I mean, that is an important, important This is where Code and Art have a battle on the daily meeting. <laughs> right, I see. Yeah, yeah, okay, I see. So so, so come on, what, what's been a favourite thing for you from, from this project? Honestly, the uh, video folder I've just built up of slow motion explosion captures. Mm, every mm. time that you're changing a bug and something goes slightly wrong, but yeah. it looks awesome. <laughs> uh, we used one actually in uh, one of the Steam updates, one of the ones you gave me, where the car flips over like 15 times. It was just, yeah, it was super, <laughs> super badass. It was really, really cool. Um, what's been What's been the biggest struggle then? What's been the biggest challenge that you've had to face so far in this project? And I understand as well, this is your first project. It was, a, you know, in real, honest, hard terms in company-wise. So, you know, is there anything that's really shown out of you as being really tricky or is... Just getting to grips with all of the different moving parts mm. Mm. Uh, mm. and, like, working out what does what and where that happens. Yeah. I mean, um, we came into a code base that was, what, two years old at the time? At least. Yeah. Yeah, um, it, yeah it's significantly large. Yeah. And just yeah. getting to grips with every little part. Like, still, to this day, we're asking each other, oh, do you know where this is? Do you know where this is? Right, Cause... yeah, yeah. Because you're just having to pick and choose. And I suppose that, that that's quite... So I, I get down to the point then about... A, um, someone who is listening to this and they are starting as a program and do whatever else this is something that might happen quite a lot Will you'll have to see somebody else's work and you're basically trying to guesstimate it yeah, yeah I mean I, I guess that's it yeah, yeah the yeah. entire part yeah. of it, whatever you go into you're probably going to go into something that's already partly there um, fair enough but also like when we're when we're writing code now like we always trying to consider like someone is going to have to read this code at some point yeah. and like this bit of code that you've written isn't yours it's yeah. the project yeah. and like if someone else comes to look at it they need to be able to look at it and understand it and yeah. that's 
almost as important as it actually working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> almost. Almost. Because <laughs> someone else in the future can make it work. And that's, that's, the, and that's, that's more counts. important. Yes. Isn't um, okay, guys. Well, um, uh, uh, thank you so much for your time here. I really, really do appreciate it. So I just want to ask you one final question before we go, though, uh, which is if you were recommending this game to somebody who's never seen it before, and as somebody, as two people who have got a very deep knowledge of the game and understand it head to toe, what's the real thing that's really unique about this game that makes it stand out compared to other things which is which is a tricky question and it's a hard hard question i mean i'll, I'll give you my answer which which we mentioned previously before on uh, in this episode but it's it's that you're you're really adding the the illusion of what a board game when you play the board game you don't see the cars flipping over and exploding and everything you're playing a role play game you're imagining it in your head this game does have that joy of like you're playing a strategy game you're playing something really like strategic and then all of a sudden you press pause, you, you press the space bar and then a car flips over you and something else explodes and there's acid rain pouring down. And I'm just like, this is so effing awesome. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like that's almost, yeah, almost the same as what I would say about it. In fact, that you have this fast paced gameplay that's going all the time. You've got explosions happening everywhere. And then you enter command mode and there's this point where you can watch that all happen in slow motion. It does feel like yeah. stage by stage. Each yeah. thing you're doing is taking place. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty rare and very cool yeah very very yeah. cool and it feels cool in like the same way that bullet time feels cool like yeah you're, okay. you're slow mo and you're like i'm a badass <laughs> i'm gonna destroy everybody and then boom 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 everything explodes and then you destroy yourself as well and it's like oh well never mind i felt cool <laughs> well guys honestly thank you so much for popping i really do appreciate it yeah well, thank cheers. you very much cheers Okay, so now we're going to be going into the next part of the episode where we will be speaking to our two leads that have been involved in Dark Future. So if you'd like to do your name and your job title. So I'm Sam Chester, I'm lead programmer. Uh, And I'm Aaron Ashbrook and I'm lead designer. Thank you very much for joining us both today. So um, you guys have had a bit of an interesting history with Dark Future. Uh, Sam, you've been involved in the project for... Three years. Three years. And Aaron? Uh, Two years. Two years. And... Okay, so I, I suppose we'll start the easy question then first is what is a lead programmer and what is a lead designer? What is the main remit that you have specifically with Dark Future? Um, well, as a lead programmer, I guess, involved in driving the direction of the code and managing <laughs> Driving, the... very good. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot, there's been a lot of puns. <laughs> a lot of puns. <laughs> that's going to keep going. Yeah, driving the direction of the code, driving the, uh, the team. You know, mm. we've hired a bunch of lead programmers last year and yeah, just managing the team, managing the workload, okay. that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, and yeah, for uh, for me, when I joined the project, there was already the sort of the framework of the game intact, um, but it was about taking that and turning it into a uh, a complete experience based on the sort of uh, core we had there. Right. Okay. So take me back then three years ago when we had this game and you're sitting in front of it and you're looking at it, the smirk immediately comes across the face. <laughs> <laughs> what? What were you looking at? What 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 was the game like? Because we, we've already spoken with Pete, we've already spoken with Tom about how the, the project has gone through a rather dramatic evolution in its time and from what it was originally envisaged as to where it has got to now. Um, and we've mentioned the developer's cut that we're, we're going to be doing with the game as well. So so what what was your first experience when you got it and saw it? Um, it was kind of a mess, I suppose. I mean, uh, yeah, well... So it had gone through, when I joined the project, it had just finished um, another round of prototyping after the initial, I don't know if Tom spoke about the whole, the, the earlier yeah, crack incarnation of the game. So, yeah. 
So early, uh, like the very beginning of the game, before I joined, before I joined the company even, um, the game was envisaged as this kind of uh, quite a different, almost like turn-based Yeah, like uh, XCOM car game. Yeah, sort of, yeah. yeah. Um, had this strange um, system for managing the cars. It was, it was all a bit of a mess. Um, yeah. So when I joined the project, they'd just gone through prototyping, turning the game into roughly the kind of structure that we see it in now. Mm-hmm. It's all kind of real-time with the command mode, with the time dilation stuff. Um, so I joined just as that was being translated into final production code. Mm. So uh, there were two programmers already working on the team, right. and I joined them with a view to taking over the leaderships. The previous lead was ta- was uh, leaving the company. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was just a lot of turning that prototype, referencing the prototype, looking at the code in there, and translating it into actual production code. Right. Okay. And and in terms of the overall design of the game, was it a similar position or was it a much better sturdier place? Yeah. Um, when I when I started, um, they had the the basic idea of the game was in place that it was this physics based car combat. Um, but yeah, as I said, there was there was none of the sort of how this would be structured or or delivered to the player or what, what anything else really about that. I mean, there was some vague idea that it would be a bit XCOM-y right. where you would have like drivers you hire and, and that sort of thing, mm. um, but nothing very con- concrete. Um, uh, and yeah, we, we went through iterations on that design for a while to try and find something that fit. Um, uh, and we ended up landing on the the current thing of the, the, the run-based thing, which yeah. really focused much more on the gameplay, which is the, the thing that is the most interesting and unique about it. Mm. Um, you mentioned the term there, uh, like a physics-based game. Mm. Um, that, like, can you can you try and elaborate on that for people that might not understand what that means? If you if you hear that, I mean, I've played the game, so I can I can kind of have a little bit sure. more of an awareness of it. So, so yeah, like the the physics-based nature of it is that the the cars in the game are simulated. Mm. Uh, at least roughly physically correctly right. like they have an engine mm. inside them that is that is running and it is driving the torque of the wheels and mm. that sort of thing and that is how they are driving yeah we know when they when a car turns it turns because its front wheels turned and yep. that like dictates how it will behave on the road they have weights um that you know they, they respond to impacts and stuff based on those weights and explosions mm. and things like that um which is what makes it so exciting, um, and also makes it really, really unpredictable. Yeah, um, right. which is one of the one of the biggest problems we've had with the game is is getting over the the unpredictability added by the physics to enable you to have all the very exciting. I was going to say actually, we I had I had this when I was trying to pull together some stuff for a marketing video, and just trying to be like, cool, this is going to be a great shot. This car's going to be here, and then suddenly the car flips over the other direction, or it goes one side, and you shoot that shot three times, and then it just the fourth time it always goes the other way. Yeah. So, I guess then how do, how does that balance? How do you how do you control that chaos? Another usage of the word chaos there as well. So thank you very much. <laughs> um, you Well, how do you control it? I mean, you, you just have to do your best to manage it, really. Mm-hmm. You have to do your best to try and make a consistent environment with consistent responses. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't always manage it perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, I think the actual thing we end up doing a lot is um, uh, not trying to stop things from happening but just being in a position where we can handle them yeah so like if your vehicle goes off the road it's probably because you had a fun explosion happen or (laughs) or a crash or something like that okay and therefore just making sure hey there's a system that will get you back on the road quickly Mm. and you Mm. keep you playing um and yeah like for a long time we were we had some really restrictive systems in the game uh to try and prevent players from going to places we didn't want or like going the wrong way or doing stuff like that and it turned out that we didn't really need that stuff what we just needed to do was make sure there was always uh, a safety net somewhere so that when the physics went a bit 
um, too wrong. Wacky, yeah, yeah, but wrong is also the ex- when it goes exciting. Yeah, like yeah, okay. you, know, you know, the game yeah. will go like, oh yeah, this has happened, but we'll put you back on track so you can keep playing. That's quite interesting, actually, the idea that, that wrong isn't bad. Like it's it's almost like because like you say, it, it, it's it's that something exciting has happened in your um, as a video game, you want the excitement levels to go up. So yeah. I mean, does that? I mean, I suppose that then comes back to this why it why it's got this replayability to the game. That's that's one of the core points of it is that you'll run a track and then you know what next time you play it it won't be exactly the same things will go differently yeah for sure i mean you you, to this day all of us almost every day will see something happening yeah and like point at it and get people to look at it and be like oh that's (laughs) absolutely ridiculous that car is flying through Um, the air and ellie was telling us earlier that uh the 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 thing that she thought was quite funny was that like or the one of her favorite things about the project was that she's just got this bank of like ridiculous things cars have done (laughs) and Mm. just being like cool (laughs) check this out look watch this in (laughs) slow-mo cars riding other cars and stuff like that yeah Yeah. all of that sort of stuff so um okay so uh tell me what you feel has been the what's been a standout thing in this in this project for you is there anything in here that you've kind of thought oh this is really like as it maybe as yourself or as a team that you've really felt quite proud about in this game can have some time to think about it if you want because i can ask that question to aaron as well so um no i mean it's a little bit of copax with what we were talking about before but i think the fact that we've uh We've come to terms with the physics engine mm. not being controllable. Yeah. And like I think as a studio that previously made, well, you know, does, still does make strategy games, like w- this being a physics engine game is more of an action game thing, really. Yeah. So for us, like, losing that level of control is bad. And us just coming to terms with that and being like, no, it's okay to let all this happen because really the best things in the game have started happening since we've been happier to do things like have explosions more frequently that flip cars over and have you know all kinds of just really exciting things occur Mm. all the time and just let it carry on yeah okay but you can answer that one or you can answer my my follow-up question which has been what's been the biggest challenge in the project so you Mm. have a choice between the two i think they're kind of the same to be honest right i think it's the ai yeah okay um and I'm hesitant to focus on it because the AI does go wrong and AI always goes wrong. Yeah. And especially with the physics-based nature of the game. Yeah, you know, yeah. Things always go wrong. Yeah. But the AI was a big challenge because we 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 had to plan it at a time when we didn't know that the game was going to be entirely focused on the road. Mm. Um, there was a concept of going off the road as right. well. Okay. So we needed to write an AI that was capable of understanding the environment, not just in terms of the road, but also in terms of off the road. Yeah, so we yeah. had to um, write a system that could... That could read from the environment and discover the obstacles and mm. navigate them but also mm. have a target and sort right, of yeah. manage these things simultaneously sounds complicated <laughs> it was very complicated yeah, yeah. <laughs> glad that was done and not in the game <laughs> yep um so so me and um the previously programmer abby yep. we we sort of planned this uh this structure that would well it's i mean i won't i won't explain the whole detail mm, of it mm. but it's is does a lot of processing in such a way that it would it would you could only have like a few cars in the scene right okay so we uh wrote the system to be multi-threaded so we offloaded a lot of the work that each of the ai cars is doing right okay to another thread which meant that the game thread is able to continue at a good pace and that enables us to have from the ai side basically as many cars as we want in the scene cool. and there are there are other things that prevent having that many cars okay. in the scene but Cool. Okay. Um, yeah. So that was that was a massive challenge, and it was also something we're really proud of. It was a good good achievement. Cool. Um, okay. So um, we'll 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 try and tie this off in a in a in a in a in, a, in another point here. But but I think we'll be quite good just before. So firstly, thank you so much both for joining us. We do really really appreciate this. Um, I guess the question that I've been asking everybody is if you were to 
give one reason why people should care about Dark Future? What What is it that makes it? Because we, we've spoken before about the fact that it's not like any other sort of game that's out there. And I know that's a cliche that's used quite a lot in video games, but genuinely, this is not like any other strategy game you would have played. What, how, how, and having been so intimately acquainted with the game itself, how would you describe that to somebody or describe what's so unique about it? Um, I think it's the... Um there's a lot of different ways of approaching playing it like you can definitely not quite play it as an action game but you can be very focused on simply reacting to the enemies and that kind of thing and mostly staying in the real-time mode mm-hmm. um, and playing it with a lot of playing it with the hotkeys and things like that um, but also the the command mode stuff does let you if you want to really slow it down and mm. think about every decision um, and I think what's what's cool is I find myself doing that differently in different missions. Like if it's a mission that's quite easy, yeah. I'll normally play it fairly actiony, yeah, yeah. and it just sort of lets me get, lets me get on with it with that. But then if I'm really struggling, I will be constantly pausing, mm. and like thinking about what I'm going to do, and it actually being quite important that I really get like oh, okay, I really want to make sure this laser shot hits the right part of the enemy car at this yeah, moment. Yeah. So I'm going to go into mode command mode and plan that out. Um, and yeah, there's and as you say, there's just there's there isn't anything really that's like that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not just a game with bullet time. It's yeah. like it's yeah. so yeah. it's so far beyond that in the way mm. it plays. Yeah. I think just a carnage. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's carnage filled. <laughs> it's not a unique feature, Carnage. Mm. Carnage mm. in a lot of games, but <clears throat> there's a particular flavour of Carnage that you get in Dark Future that mm. Mm. it's just endlessly rewarding. I mean, you know, I've been playing this game for three bloody years. You know, I've been making it for a long, long, long time. And as Aaron said, like every single day when I'm playing some new feature, you know, I'm just making some little change. I'll just go in there and I'll start blowing up cars and ramming stuff <laughs> and everything's it's super exciting. And, you know, there's always something new. There's always some new car, some new way a car can ride another car or <laughs> several cars can kind of get stacked up and then another one crashes in behind and then we go flying. It's, and there's just explosions everywhere. Yeah, it's just, it's just, just endlessly entertaining. <laughs> uh, well, guys, thank you so much. Really, really do appreciate you joining us. Thank you very much. Right. Thanks. Cheers. Tour de force. <laughs> uh, mind compression <laughs> and just a lot there was a that that was a long season full of lots of very cool season the, the problem is not not problem but the, the challenge of a podcast mm. right of course podcast exists because so many people love talking about a specific thing right yeah. and, and we've in game development and certainly with our we've got a lot of things we want to talk passionately about the challenge is just getting all that stuff into a dedicated amount of time yeah you know, and we've crammed a lot in there. Yep. Um, yes, we could talk specifically about one part until the yeah, sun yeah, sets, yeah, but yeah. we don't have that sort of time. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully we managed to give an, enough detail, yeah. you know, without kind of skimming over it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think so. I think we've done, and, and and as far as I know, as far as my research has gone, there hasn't been anyone else who's done a, you know, deeper dive into this sort of stuff. People haven't talked about Dark Future and, you know, like... I reckon. We might be the first. Well, podcasting as a medium... It's relatively new. Relatively. This is probably, possibly, quite potentially, the, the first Dark Future dedicated podcast. Ooh, world exclusive. Wow. We're going to Google that now and find out there's hundreds. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Well, if so, I need to know why we're not selling the game to this. <laughs> and if you haven't all bought, and if you are listening and you haven't bought it, shame. Shame on you. <laughs> shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on you.
Um, I would like you to ask me yes. the same questions that you asked the team. I will. Uh, okay, so uh, why are you still hitting? <laughs> <laughs> why are you not fighting? <laughs> no, the question I'll ask you is, uh, as we said to everybody else before, which is, what is it about Dark Future? Because how long have you been involved in the project for them? So I started initial work on Dark Future when we were prototyping it. Like in, oh, really? In, Back in the day? Yeah, yeah. Sort of towards the end of 2016, I came on board and did some initial audio um, and in, into early 17. And then, of course, the, the game went through a radical um, yeah. sort of restructure, redesign, um, and it is very cool for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and but the I've, music would have to change with that. Uh, of course, yeah. The, the challenge with it, so skipping to one of your questions, the mm. challenge I, I faced really was uh taking those ideas that we bounced around sort of two and a half years ago now yeah. um and still paying respect to that yeah but of course the game has changed so th- the brief has changed but we still like certain elements of that right so it's like taking what we thought was good reimagining it slightly so that it not not only still sounds cool yeah but it has to in the mix and in, in the masters where it has to sound the same like it's been part of the same session almost right my rig my my libraries and all that have changed and so have my mixing techniques yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. right okay, i need to make sure that things sound cohesive yeah. so it meant kind of getting some of the old stems digging into a very very deep archive of many recordings wow finding the stems from 2016 i was gonna say much like them. many people who probably dug out their copies of dark future well yeah yeah, yeah. the say, same yeah. thing exists in the audio department yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. that was the greatest challenge is, is just taking what we did two and a half years ago and making it consistent now. Yeah. So, yeah. so what is it? What is it though that you think is is, is special about this game? What is it that, that um, makes it super cool? Well, the, apart from that, you know, you got paid to work on it. Well, <laughs> there's that. But um, like Tom touched on it. Um, well, Tom, Tom and Peter and the rest of the team touched on it. Really, is that this game is not a racing game? It's not, okay? a, not, a game. not a driving game. Not a driving game. game We've yeah. made this very racing very game clear. Works as well. Um, and I'm I'm I touched on it as well, saying I'm 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 a buffoon when it comes to racing games and driving games. I just don't have that kind of mm. opposable thumb mm. technique. This game is none of those things, right? I am the guy. Yeah. I am the newbie. Yeah. And yet it's it's taken someone like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And said, try this. So I tried it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm hooked on it yeah yeah okay i'm hooked on it mostly because the gameplay is just so damn good yeah it's so satisfying yeah and with yeah, the physics yeah. things just bouncing all over the place very very humorous in places very I've, true. I've, I've, yep. I've been piggybacked many by by, <laughs> by cars fair enough sounds very odd very very but odd, it's but, true but it does happen <laughs> yeah and also just the level of which you can go to to kind of to take cars out to kind of you can really kind of think about how you want this carnage to unfold yeah 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 um, so it's just this unique idea that I've never played yeah. and it allows me to kind of be that badass in the wasteland. It yeah, allows yeah. me to be the Mad Max that I've always wanted to be. Which is really cool. Yeah, it's which just really, 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 cool. really cool. No, I agree with you. I think the game, I think the game itself is is really good fun. Like really, really, really genuinely good fun. There's, there's a lot of fun to be had in it. And even if you are a bit of a casual player, there's enough in there to keep you interested as much as if you really want to get into the technicalities and do the really, really hard stuff. Mm. So, um, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go off and go have a play of it. Do it. <laughs> I think do that it. sounds like the best thing to do. So, And you can all do it now by going on Steam, <laughs> buying the game, and having a go yourself, and sending us the videos of cars exploding and ridiculous stuff that you will all see when you start li- watching it. So, What I would love for, for players of the game to do was would be for this trend to start where like they just start sending us gifts of just mad things. Yeah, that any have mad gifts that happen, anything. please say we will RT the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, Till next time then, Matthew. Till next time. <laughs>